0: The Never Open Podcast End of the Year Star Rating Top 10 List Best of 22 Spectacular Starry Doki Master Wado Suzuki Guru Karate Lady Jay Buito the- Andre the Dickhead Hyoshi Hashi Fucking Godo Kazuchka Okada Tetsu Naito Hiromu Takahashi Taka Michinoku Mast Horse Referee Chumpy and featuring Gourmet Burger Makabe Okan on the Cob Shingo Takagi and his son El Phantasmo, musical guest, Tai Chi, and your hosts, Luke and that Mr. Guy.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone and today it is
0: the never open podcast end of year star rating top 10 list best of 2022 spectacular
1: that's right i am luke i am your host of the never ever open podcast and with me as always is mr guy say hello mr
2: guy hey i'm that mr guy and i also hey, yeah. want to welcome folks to the never open podcast end of the year's top, R our rating top 10 list special 2022 spectacular because this is the episode where you get to hear all of our opinions about all of the matches that we've covered and we've covered hundreds and hundreds of matches this year so which one I'm will trying. be the best you know which wrestler will win each category you know we had a, a bunch of potential categories and i think my favorite one from this year is uh, top ten ways that Hanari can beat you. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I also had like top ten heartbreaking Doki losses uh, yeah. because it was hard to narrow that down to ten. Motherfucking New Japan. I want to see more Doki wins. God damn it! The end of the <laughs> Junior Tag League did something to rectify that, but. Uh, Damn it, stop doing that, that. Then Dogi had a main event like not long after that, and Yo pinned him. It was so crushing. That's the number yeah. one. There, right yeah, right there. Yo pinning him in the main event the night before Suzuki-gun ends.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Gator. Top 10 list of worst wrestlers we didn't like watching in 2022. There, It was only one wrestler. It was Yo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel there. like we found good things to say about pretty much most wrestlers in New Japan pro wrestling, including like, you know, even you will be like, I like Tenkozy versus Bishop, Team Fisherman. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it was pretty
2: good. That was
1: yep. awesome. Yeah, fuck yo. <laughs> <laughs> even me, who slags out Sonata all the time, I'm just like, that was a really good match. Yeah. Uh, even though he, he wins a lot. So, yeah, no no one annoys me quite like yo, because I feel like like you can push both. you can push both Yo and show. you can you can do two things in New Japan. They're not a tag team anymore. They're not together, so you don't need to think of them in like like that anymore. They're separate now. You can still push both. but no, let's have yo in the bodybuilding competition and not the guy who's actually won built bodybuilding competition. So what's called- going? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone or anything oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. And any tag teams with, like, a wrestler I know is spectacular in the ring, but I know he'll be like, I'm retired now. And I'm like, well, you know, fine. I wasn't invested in you this time, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Far out, man. I want to be invested in Leo Rush. I really do, because he's awesome to watch. (laughs) And I just can't do it because I'm just like, well, something's not going to go his way, and he's going to retire again.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's probably what'll happen. But I, I still think he's gonna turn and join Bullet Club. I think that that makes a lot of sense. But I mean, That'd you be know, good that's that's gonna be on our top tens prediction show. I'm sorry, that's coming out next week. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> the top
1: ten prediction 2023 uh, <laughs> fantasy dream book spectacular.
0: Yep, there you go. That's the one. <laughs> you
1: heard it that's here, right. first. That's right. Oh my goodness yeah so uh you know fuck you that's right and yeah he sucks and i think <laughs> i don't get it that's
2: what i came here to say today goodbye see <laughs> <So>, ya <yeah. laughs> <laughs> that's all folks
1: oh my goodness but yeah so do you have any other uh top tens you want to mention right now or
2: no but i do want to mention that it has been a fun year you know, we got to do all kinds yes. of cool shit as far as, like, you know, cover awesome wrestling. And we had a slog of, uh, you know, we we learned how to handle the the worst slog in New Japan, you know, this <laughs> year a little better. World Tag League, which was a eye-opening experience or eye-closing, depending on who you are. But, wow. uh, you know, that was fun. And uh, I'm excited for Kingdom. is next week, Luke. And I'm, you know... Not only do we have that going on, but we got the big Noah show is on uh, the first, which is New Year's Day. We got New Year's Dash. And I feel like there's something else in there, too, that, like, we're going to watch. But I can't, I don't remember what it was, so.
1: No, I don't. Is that
2: Greg Muta's last show up in there somewhere? That's, that's on the Noah show thing, right? On the first? Yeah, but that's not his last. Maybe that's his last Noah show, and then his last New Japan match is after, or I don't know. I don't know what's going no. on with Muda, except he's retiring, but he's a wrestler. So, like, maybe he's retiring. Well, hasn't he already had, like, two last matches in New Japan? Like, wasn't the last
1: match he's supposed to have the last match, and now he's having another last match?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know. Is this a Terry Funk-style retirement? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's whenever you see a wrestler retire. Because most of them just don't ever announce they're, they're going to retire because... They probably still want to do a match, you know, if somebody comes calling, you know, uh, I, beyond the mat, man. Just watch that and the, the interactions between, uh, you know, uh, Bret Hart and uh, that Terry guy that, that is the ref for his <laughs> That is one of the best just,
1: things ever. Man. Actually, just thinking about that movie, I think it's that movie. Is that the one where it's like the doctors telling Terry Funk that his knees are fucked? And he's like, yeah, I'm cool to do moonsaults and shit though, yeah. right? <laughs> no. Yeah cuts to him doing a fucking moonsault <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's fantastic i do have to watch that i got i've had so many movies in the backlog and things like that it's hard to go back and watch things again but uh beyond the mat always a good time yeah it is
1: it's been a while since i've seen that but uh yeah i'm with you there there's so many things i want to revisit and then yeah, there's so many new things I've never seen before.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, top ten matches you'd like to revisit this year? Uh, no, we don't. Uh, we're not actually doing a top ten list, but um, that would be a good one, though. You know, well,
1: Suzuki Goon versus Suzuki Gun.
2: Yeah, kind of just want to watch that over and over again, but just like turn it off right before the end. You know what I mean? It's like the, yeah. the movie that has the really gruesome scene at the end, and your mom's like, "No, no, you can't watch that. You just turn it off <clears> at the end." It'd be like, <laughs> I'd be doing that walk in the living room see that going on I'm not gonna watch it
1: you know it's sad you know when i was a kid i had a taped from the tv version of labyrinth remember that movie labyrinth of, cu- of course right but uh, so i watched the shit out of that movie and for some reason like it, it cut off like two or three minutes from the end So I didn't really care as a kid, so I just kept watching it and watching it and watching it. Anyway, I was over at a – I was being babysat or something. I was over at someone's house anyway, and Labyrinth was on, and I watched it all the way through. And I was like, what the fuck? There's more? (laughs) There's more movie?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I thought of that just now, but there you go. That's great. It reminds me of when, like, you would put a CD on tape. You'd, like, tape a CD so you could play it in your car because you didn't have a CD player in your tape, right? Or in a t- you didn't have a CD player in your car. So you'd tape it, but there was more, like, more music than could go on one side of the tape. So the tape always cuts off at that one point. And then every time you hear that song anywhere else, you're like, ah, there's more? Just like you, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's that awkward pause in the middle of this track?
2: Like, yeah, what's going on here? That's right. Wow. I had, like, two daylight This version of Seamless. Album. I had two De La Soul albums on the same tape, and they they didn't both fit, so I just basically missed like one and a half songs. And uh, you know, then I put the CD in, and I'm like, what is this? The, this riff has an ending. It's pretty good too. Oh
1: wow, yeah. So uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's weird too. That De La Soul album, the one that I like the most, it's called like uh, I don't, I can't remember what it's called, but it's got a, it's a really cool cover, and it's not on any streaming stuff. For some reason it's just like i guess it wasn't in their deal, brother. It's not gonna work for me, brother, having that one out there. But it's the one that has the Red Man song where they had the oh, video man. where it's like it's like Wizard of Oz, but it's Red Man and De La Soul. <laughs> it's tremendous. Man, they're great. Well, I know what I'm doing
1: when uh, we finish recording here. Gonna re-listen really to some De La Soul now.
2: <laughs> they're Thank great, you. man.
1: Oh, Dude, last time we spoke, like, rap music and stuff, we were talking Busta Rhymes, and I spent, like, that that week listening to some Busta Rhymes. It was pretty cool. Give me some help.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, ironically, I guess it's not ironic, but there's this group called Tribe Called Quest, and that's who I kind of originally got into. And they're the first – that's how I learned who Busta Rhymes was, and that's how I learned who De La Soul was because they did, like, collaborations with both those guys, and they were all, like, part of this – like group called the native son native tongues and uh they were like you know there was like brooklyn zoo the native tongues and then there were like the real gangs that was like gangster rap before they were actual gangsters they were just like you know, grouped <laughs> together you know so. <laughs>
1: that's that's nice i don't know i don't know so much about that kind of that kind of side of things like i was more a wu-tang kid so you know
2: well they're thought, both from was... new york
1: yeah but, you know yeah.
2: they're from Sh- strong island is different than you know uh, whatever Linden Boulevard. So those are I I am a I like a lot of the California rap. Don't get me wrong. I mean Dre's awesome and the Snoop Dogg is some of the best shit ever. But like man, I love New York rap. It's my favorite. Like you know early He's '90s, solid. late '80s. Yeah, it's the best. So. Yeah,
1: I like uh, pretty much some '90s Wu Tang stuff. Uh, their first album, the Jizzes. First solo album, Liquid Swords Liquid is just, Swords is uh, oh my god, it's so good.
2: Old Dirty Bastard's solo album, his first one is incredible. His second one's great too, but man, that first one, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. bizarre though too.
1: Yes. Yeah, and uh, I really like uh, Only Built for Cuban Links by, um, I think that's Raekwon the Chef. He did a sequel about ten years later, and I shit you not, Only Built for Cuban Links two, is fucking awesome as well. I bet. Back up. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's always good. And he's always got uh, Ghostface Killer on there with him, too. because yeah, uh, Well, they're, they're, they're still...
2: yeah. They're like the tag team of Wu-Tang. You know, they're like the rappers that are the duo, I guess. You know, like the, when they get together, it's always good. But they have similar voices to some extent, but because they both have kind of a higher pitch voice. But Ghostface yeah. Killer, what's he talking about? Like, I have no idea what that guy's talking about ever. And, like, they get interviewed and people will be like, what is Ghostface talking about? And they're like, we don't know. It sounds cool.
1: <laughs> when I hear Ghostface now, usually I can understand what he's saying. But that's only because, like, I'm such a nerd for some of this stuff that uh, I've had, you know, the lyrics up on the same time. So I've heard it a few times whilst reading Yeah, the but what? Yeah, what's other he time talking after that. about?
2: Yeah. I know what he's, he's saying. He's telling just... stories
1: about, um, about the streets <laughs> and robberies and stuff
2: yeah yeah he does like to talk about that but i mean sometimes his verses are just like what now the best wu-tang songs are like mystery of the chess boxing the one where it's like they, there's at least one on every album sometimes two or three where it's all of them all nine of them are on the same song and it's like yeah that's like the best shit you know i love it
1: there's one of those on uh liquid swords i can't remember what it's called but uh the RZA has this verse on it that's absolutely wild and bizarre. And I, I just, you'd have to listen to it. It's just insane, crazy. But uh, it, it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Like the, like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's, you know, gotta be careful, though, because it's like, it's a rabbit hole. And like, I only kind of dip my toe in because, I mean, there are nine guys in Wu-Tang at one time. And there's been interchangeable guys that have come out because dude died and stuff. But there's also the Wu affiliates, which is like <laughs> ever like, like guys like red man or anyone who's done anything on a Wu album is basically a Wu affiliate. And there's like, like there's kill Bee or yeah, kill Hills. There's kill bees. There's like uh, Wu army. There's uh, kill army. Excuse me. There's like a million of these. It's there's, it's way too many. I mean, People they know you God is is uh, you know a member of Wu Tang, but do you have the you God you know solo album Golden Arms? I mean,
1: <laughs> I wow! You does. even know what it was called? Wow! He's
2: the man. For I golden do arms. not.
1: I, I'm not even sure if I've heard you God's Golden Arms.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah, there used to be a Wu video game, dude, and it was awesome. It was like a it was like a kung fu fighting game. Of course it was one on one. And, dude, the characters were so great. Like, Ghostface Killer did the uh, the Shaolin finger jabs. That's what he did. <laughs> it's amazing. That game is so good. If you ever find that out there, please mail it to me, and I will send you my address so you can do that, because that game is amazing. Wow, what's it on? It's hey, on PS1, I think. Uh, uh, maybe PS2, but I think PS1. Um yeah, you know, I'll 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 look it up here while we're talking because it was it was pretty interesting. I just remember you god had golden arms in that game too. It, it was it's called, it called Wu Tang Shaolin style. All right, and it was Playstation. I can't find that part. So oh yeah, just the regular old PlayStation. Oh PlayStation. God, it, <laughs> it was tremendous. Yeah, you fought through the this, like, game, like, story mode or whatever. It was, like, 36 challenges because 36 chambers. Is, chambers is, of Shaolin, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty great, man.
1: Have you seen those movies, by the way? Of course. Dude, I remember watching the first one and loving it and thinking, oh man, there's there's three of these. It's a trilogy. Awesome.
2: Three? It's like a hundred of
1: them. Yeah. So. so I'll put in put on the second one and I expect like a direct sequel. Instead, it's a completely different movie and it's mostly a <laughs> comedy. And I swear I was pissed off for the first like half an hour and then after then, then I just started laughing and I didn't stop. And it has an awesome scaffolding fight at the end. I fucking love that movie. Return to the thirty six chambers. It's probably my favorite one now. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I, I like Shaolin Temple. I think that's my favorite one. Um, I don't know why. It's got the bald guy in it. And you know the, you know when the bald guy shows up. He's the guy in the first uh, Wu-Tang movie, too. Or the, uh, the first 36 Chambers movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe the second one, too. That bald guy, whoever he is, that guy is fucking awesome. And when you know when he shows up, it's on. But you also know when the character Ghostface Killer shows up, whoever's fighting him is dead. The Ghostface Killer never loses. He never dies. And so he, except, like, at the end of the movie, but then he comes back, but he kills everyone he fights, and it's amazing. I love him. <laughs> they, like, they see him coming, and they do the, like, anime, like, whoa, and they say, whoa, Ghostface Killer, and they immediately try to defend themselves, but they know they're fucked. It's over.
1: They can't just run? It doesn't...
2: No. He'll do oh, the, that... like, the kung, kung fu air running thing and catch up real easy.
1: Uh that's true. See? Here, I forgot here, I forgot about here. that. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> It'd be a pretty shit kung
1: fu movie if they ran.
2: Well, wow. plus you're you're a kung fu warrior too, so that's you know, that's chicken shit. So yeah, you would be a hero a and thing. be running away from ghost face killer, but you gotta face him, but you're gonna die.
1: I reckon uh if Kanamaru was re- uh, had to fight. Ghostface killer he'd probably jump it from behind it. <laughs> as his entrance was playing
2: <laughs> he'd be hiding in the cart or behind the cart as he walked by for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's tremendous yeah those movies are so good and like the physicality in them i mean even what was it that we we watched the uh, what was the the movie Mr. with Empire? um greater yeah the greater con movie remember that and, like, that even had, like, fucking awesome kung fu in it. And it was, like, a comedy, silly, you know, horror comedy movie, so.
1: Yeah. It was that nuts. Was like,
2: I, I thought that was fun.
1: Dude, they used to churn those out in the 70s and 80s, too. So there's a billion of them. Like, there's so many. If you feel like you've seen a lot, <laughs> you haven't. You haven't yeah. scratched the surface. There's hundreds yeah, of them.
2: You think you know some of these and then a wrestler shows up dressed like one of a vampire from an old movie that you never heard of. That's supposedly a classic that has a whole like, you know, six movies of its own. You know, of course, those things just happen in life. It's wild.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just when you think, you know, everything, you know,
2: nothing. Hey, that's all right. Jon Snow knows nothing.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, top 10 worst hoodies worn by yo this year uh, <laughs> the one that looked like those modern yeah you know, the modern art thing of the squares that was probably the worst one
2: i don't yeah. know the one that was just off-white that didn't have anything on it was the worst you <laughs> you know looked like he went to the store and he had to buy a hoodie and that's the one they had so you know, it's the wrong size. It's just one solid color. They, you know, they were supposed to print <clears throat> yo on it on the back, but they didn't. I don't know. Just look. It's, so- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in white. Yeah, it's white. It's in
1: white. It's in the same color. <laughs> oh, he tremendous. was supposed to change the color on the on the order, but instead he made it white on white, which, uh, yeah, God, he's boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, anytime I can. Just uh, have a go at yo. It's a good time.
2: Yeah, a go at yo.
1: A go at yo. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, in preparation for the Never Open podcast, end of year star rating top ten list, best of 2022, spectacular. Uh, Mr. Guy and I caught up on uh, on, on something that's uh, almost 30 years old and not related to wrestling at all. <laughs> But it is related to maybe something we talked about in last year's Never Open Podcast End of Year Star Rating Top 10 List Best of 2022 Spectacular. And that is the motherfucking show, Highlander.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we watched an episode of Highlander. I I think this might be considered one of the goofiest, uh, dumbest episodes of the series certainly would that is. be yeah yeah i don't know i see i haven't quite finished it yet in fact this is this episode we watched we spent, is about five episodes ahead of where i was up to think so thank god god it was a standalone didn't spoil anything <laughs> <laughs> actually that's most of highlander you can pretty much just watch an episode and it's fine but uh yeah so it's it's like the season it's a season five episode it's called the stone of scone <laughs> And it's uh, it's spelled the same way I think scones are. I don't know. Do you know what a scone is, Mr. Andy?
2: You mean the like kind of crispy but also soft like breakfast cake thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we have them here in in Australia, but they're they're mostly uh, like an English thing. You know, you've got a bit of jam, a bit of butter and cream. Yeah, uh, Have a cup of tea, I guess, with them. I don't I don't drink tea, but. Uh, I'll have a coffee or something like that. I haven't had scones in ages, but, uh, see, I, I expected them to say scone in this episode. No, it's scone or, scone or something like that. Scoon. Like they're very posh. It's a scone. Tina scone. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we watched the shit out of this episode and I watched it last night and I, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't call it the worst episode of the series I've ever seen. and Not if it did <laughs> what its job was. Its job was to entertain me and make me laugh. And uh, it succeeded. So uh, I'll give it that. But it's ridiculous. And it yeah. features way too much golf.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of golf in this. But here oh we God. are. I know the history Luke.
1: of golf now.
2: I mean, here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe, stealing a rock. Out of a tower. <laughs> this is the best. Um, Luke, I've been waiting to hear you talk about this episode since you told me you started Highlander, you know, whatever, two years ago, three years ago. And because uh, this is just one of those episodes, it's just fucking stupid. And you just, I don't know. But I I, I was pretty impressed with it a little more this time than I rem, I remember it being much worse and making a lot less sense. But it kind of made sense this time. And I did a little research on the Stone of Schoon, of course, and it's a real thing. And this is all based on a real incident that happened where basically the idea is that this episode is suggesting that the government, like what the government said, is a cover story. For what this is, because what what the government said happened is is they said some some kids stole it. Some like, you know, schoolboy pranksters stole the stone of scone and broke it while they were moving it uh, during the theft. And it wasn't returned uh, into to England until like the next year when they found it. And uh, it actually. This is very interesting. Is that in 1996 it was returned to Scotland, and it's only brought back to England for coronations. So that means that if if King Charles, you know, the new king, if he had wasn't, you know, that stone wasn't present, then he is not technically the real king of Scotland. So.
1: Oh wow! There you go. I didn't know it was based on a real incident. So the the, the writer of this episode definitely was uh, up in the news when this happened. All this you know came well, to light.
2: Yes, because it happened in '96. He read about the yes. stone, and was like, "What's this?" and then wrote an
0: episode
1: about it. Uh, yep, because this episode aired in 1997. So yeah. oh yeah, and uh, you know back then you got 20 episodes to fill. You might as well, uh... <laughs> dude. Just when I thought it couldn't get even sillier like in between like uh, what what's going on in the story there's old news reel footage and all this kind of stuff happening as well and it's just all right they know this is a stupid one and they're going for it so i uh, <laughs> i really appreciated that you got to go for it you can't half ass it yeah you have to sell oh, it, for it
2: i i noticed something in this episode too luke is that you know okay so duncan is kind of boring as a character. I mean, he does interesting things, don't get me wrong, but like him just delivering some lines is usually pretty boring. So what they do on the show is every person that is his friend is a scoundrel. Everybody, like every single one of them, they're all scoundrels. And we get two of the best scoundrels uh in this episode to hang out with uh McLeod. We get Amanda and FitzCarn karen how, uh, how do you say his name? And what did you think Fitzcarn? of the turn? Yeah, of uh, Fitzcairn.
1: Yeah, uh, I was happy to see him because uh, by this point in the timeline, uh, so modern day, uh, Fitzcan has been uh, beheaded. So uh, it was good to see him again. So, yeah, th- so it, that means this episode has to be set in the past. And that's that's no weird thing because nearly every episode has flashbacks, right? But this episode is almost entirely set in the past, which is another rarity for Highlander. They ne- never do a an episode like that. So it's mostly set in like the what the I can't remember what the
2: seventeen twenty ancient time and, was. And 19, seventeen twenty and nineteen fifty. Those are the two times. That's
1: right. That's right. And uh it, it's all revolves around the Stone of scone and golf. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I didn't well, know that's... golf was that old and uh that's because I don't care about golf because golf sucks. <laughs> Great for a nap.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah just put it on and drift off but yeah
2: well um i have the entire plot down here you know and uh, we could talk all about what happened because this is you know like you said it, i don't know if you this is another cool thing about this episode that i i didn't realize is that it's a christmas episode because this robbery takes place on christmas day and that's also huh. when it happened uh in the real story so you know but we get like Fitzcairn cheats at golf to get Duncan to help him steal the crown jewels which they fail at and they run into each other while Duncan is trying to steal the titular stone of scoon because he wants to like that I guess it's King Charles at the time not our King Charles now but theirs back then and he was uh an asshole you know obviously I think that's the same guy that this can't be the same guy we fought the Revolutionary War over, but that long ago, but maybe it is. So it was that guy, I guess, and he was a tyrant. So, you know, basically MacLeod's plan to rebel against England is to steal the Stone of Scoon and take the legitimacy away from King Charles.
1: Yeah, that's all right. Yep. I would move up. Man. You did a lot more research than this. Like, I watched this last night and that was half half cut. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but because uh, they can't do both of these things for some reason, so Fitz can says, "All right, we've 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 got to have a duel over this or something." And I'm thinking like, dude, it doesn't matter what century it is. Duncan's gonna whoop your ass. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> like you got no chance like he's just that's why you're
0: friends with them <laughs> so you won't yeah that's why you're
1: so. that's right right but maybe that's why a lot of these scoundrels are kind of like buddy buddy to him because like they might be a little amoral stuff but uh but they don't piss Duncan off too much they keep his <laughs> life interesting instead hence episodes like these so they play golf instead and it's old timey golf, so they don't really have proper greens or anything like that. So they're just playing in a forest. There's a flag somewhere over there, and there's leaves all over the grass. And the golf balls look like really weird, too. It's a really nice little touch, actually. I, really, I didn't realize.
0: It's well done. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's it's really well done. And they both hit it in the rough. Mind you, it's all rough, but whatever. And can't just stamps his ball, Duncan's ball, into the mud. <laughs> he has to play it like that. <laughs> So yeah. Which uh That's great. Yeah, he's, he's oh my god. And uh, so it when they're playing golf in nineteen fifty, Fitz Fitzcan tries doing something similar. But uh, Amanda is a, is a just as big a scandal as FitzCan is. So well Duncan might have fallen for it. Amanda's just like, Oh, I think that no no, this is your ball right here. No. <laughs> and he's Did like, please, She's got that please caddy don't tell Duncan. Her. Yeah, and she's like, and he's like, please, yes, I cheated. Don't tell Duncan, don't tell Duncan. Duncan comes over and is like, hey, what's going on? Amanda's like, (laughs) motherfucker, he's cheating.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because later in the episode, she rats out Fitzcarn 2 to the cops. Just like that. (laughs) It's actually well made. But I, like, okay, so Amanda has this caddy with her, and she's openly talking about being immortal with him. (laughs) With them just standing there, they're just like, "Yeah, that was hundreds of years ago. We were both alive." Ha ha ha! <laughs> he must think they're crazy.
1: <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So it the cuts with like the, the the old stuff with them at the golf and trying to steal the crown jewels. To them uh, in 1950, trying to <laughs> trying to steal the which is even would be even more impossible now than it would have been hundreds of years ago. <laughs> yeah! Of the security and shit. So.
2: <laughs> but they do it fairly simply, you know. But uh, there's this other character in this, in this show, like the guest star of the week, is this guy, um, he's playing the executioner Crimmins. So they go see this guy, he's an executioner, and he's played by Michael Culkin. And I immediately recognize this guy because he they're they're trying to like bribe him basically to get plans for the Tower of London, so they can steal the crown jewels. And he also in the in the you know later timeline is still alive hanging out in the same club, by the way, but now he's a Lord right and I was like oh that's the guy from Rome so. This guy plays a very specific character because he's also being bribed in this movie too, or this show. He's on the TV show, Rome, HBO's Rome. And Talk it's amazing.
1: This dude, he gets bribed,
2: <laughs> sniveling, like, you know, behind the scenes guy. It's kind of scary, but he plays an auger, which is like a kind of like a priest type dude, basically in, in Rome. And so Caesar, here he is. He's shown up uh, with his army Rome after chasing Pompey and the Senate off, and he's trying to gain legitimacy, right? So what does he do? He has a meeting with the auger, and they have this scene. It's him and Mark Antony in the auger, and <laughs> it's just the best thing ever because it's like a gangster movie scene where he's just basically like, yeah, I heard that uh, your wife's birthday was last week, and I I missed it maybe I should get her something, you know? (laughs) And the guy's like, the guy's like, Oh, that would be very nice. And he's so sniveling and amazing. And, and he's like, well, how, which, how does she like cash? You know? And he makes this cash offer. And he's like, well, she does have expensive tastes and he's just tremendous. It's such a great scene. And then it turns out this, this is the guy that releases the birds, the flight of birds that the path tells the future. And so The augers are good it turns out when they do the flight of birds thing because julius caesar paid the guy which is
0: what he did so
2: (laughs) (laughs) and it was this spread it was this fucking actor this crimins guy who rules
1: you never know who's going to turn up in uh in highlander it's really cool no it's always random man yep i uh like the guy from the fine young cannibals plays like one of duncan's <laughs> adversaries for like three seasons he's like this highlander with like a hook hand do you remember that
0: yes
2: <laughs>
1: yeah he never or, goes and,
2: away well, it's you know, can
1: himself wow. is played by uh, the who's roger Doltry. <laughs> so uh, that's always fucking cool because he he did a lot of he did a lot of tv here and there in the 90s the other 90s show i remember roger Daltrey in. I don't know why I remember this. It's sliders.
2: Oh really? Huh. Yeah. What a weird show. Why? Yeah. Okay. Was it time? Did he slip through time, or it was like worlds? Yeah. What was it? It was like other oh, dimensions or something.
1: Parallel universes. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Okay. What was this? Was he just trying to get home, like the no, uh?
1: No, no, like no.
2: Okay. Hmm. No, I mean like I can't remember like it was Jerry O'Connell or one of the O'Connells. It was the main yeah, character. Yeah, John Reese as well. And what what was the goal of the sliders? Were they like a team? That,
1: oh yeah. That... So so what what happens? I think what I remember happening is like Jerry O'Connell creates it and he goes on a couple trips and he he go, goes home and it's fine, but then something happens and like him and three other people gets into another reality and this time like they can't get back to the one they were at previously because like the thing got scrubbed or like it's broken or something so like the slider top laser gun thing they use to cross realities just think of like the portal gun kind of thing from rick and morty something like that so yeah. what would happen is it, every time they go to a new reality it would have a timer. And they would have to press the button at that time. Otherwise, they were stuck in that reality forever and stuff.
0: Oh, geez. Okay.
1: Man, I haven't thought of this show in like well over a decade. And like I'm surprised how much I can remember about it.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't remember. I watched it when it first came out, but I, I think I fell off after a while. But I, I didn't remember what I just remember the sliding between worlds or some shit in Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> you don't remember John Reese Davies being in it as well? Yeah. You're I like, don't, I that? just remember Jerry. No, I know who that is, but. I'm you should, John Rhys-Davies, you know? Yeah, and
1: Indiana Jones and stuff, yeah. Yeah.
2: He's in the new one, too. It's like, a, uh-huh. it's the, in the in the trailer, that's who does the, the narration is Sala. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, it's that guy. Bringing him
0: back.
1: <sighs> why are they, no, why are they doing another one? For money. When oh, that's right, money, yeah. And,
2: yeah, what do you think of Indiana Jones? Do you like those movies?
1: Uh, yeah, I watched the shit out of them when I was a kid. Like, I love the first three. I've only ever seen the fourth one once. Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> da, da,
2: da, 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 da. What a great theme. Man, I was like... That's when movies were, like, a big fucking deal, dude. And, I mean... You know, they can still be these days. I mean Avatar was kind of a big deal, but we're already not talking about it anymore. Nobody cares about it anymore when it was last week. Whereas kind of like you know kind of like the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't have that staying power to make it rewatchable. If it had more depth, you know, maybe. But it was good. I just I thought it was spectacular as far as the visuals, of course, but it was the exact same experience as the first one. So <laughs>
1: You no, there's more people I see on my Facebook feed talking about Glass Onion, and I'm just like, ugh, no thanks.
2: Uh, you know, I think – I don't. it's not a bad movie, right? Not, by no means, but I like the first Knives Out better, and I didn't like Knives Out very much, so.
1: Yeah, well, see? No, neither did we. I was like – I even asked Charity, should I just watch and review this anyway? And she's like, no. That director's just gonna make you mad, and I'm saying like, yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. yeah just watch Br- so, Watch Brick again, you know.
1: Yeah, man, that was such a good movie. I love that
2: movie. Brick and Looper, those are his two best movies, and then the rest of them can fuck off, pretty much. Fabulous yeah. Baker voice is okay, but it's not. It's not the same kind of movie. So. no Really, I thought that was a really old movie the fabulous baker boys i'm pretty sure that's the other one he did
1: oh, okay or, yeah. fair enough but yeah anyway uh the stone of the scone so
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the movie we're talking about oh it's the brother's bloom my bad i knew it was something like brothers b with the Boop. so it's brothers yeah. Bloom. that's their other movie that's the one that's kind of like okay
1: yeah oh i'll stick to looper and uh and brick yeah uh, so so, was the implication like at the end of that that episode like the stone of scone ended up just being like a seat on a golf course
2: correct yes which is like i I thought the whole point was to like get freedom from (laughs) i just forgot about that part (sighs) like
1: yeah so so you're saying that whoever sits on the stone of scone is going to be the uh, king or queen of england right and Fitzcarraldo's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, right. And it cuts to like just some old ladies hanging out at the golf course, sitting on the rug. <laughs>
2: and they're all like, <laughs> That's great. So. Oh my goodness. We kind of like stopped at the plot where they, uh, the executioner guy shows up um, because basically he's the guy that helps them get into the place where they try to steal the shit. But what happens here is that they we go back to 1950. And Amanda is like in on the plot now to steal the stone, but she thinks it's a giant diamond. (laughs) So she thinks it's something super valuable. And what's great about this is that like McCloud knows that she thinks that too. There's like a scene later where he's kind of like, Oh, really? She thought that, huh? And he's all sarcastic. And it's like, ah, he knew. So he was using her to help to get this thing. It was like a goofy thing we could do together. But uh, because she had caught uh, Fitzgerald cheating, he agreed he, that that's, you know, basically McLeod learned that he had cheated back in 1720. And so now he has to make good on his promise to help because of the bet that they made before. So they go to try to, uh, <laughs> to they immediately uh, have no problems stealing the stone because they like Amanda drugs a cop with her wiles and uh, which is great. And then she turns on him. <laughs>
0: And locks him in the
2: room, so. and she tries to take the stone for herself until she realizes it's just a giant rock and she's all pissed off and that is a really funny reveal because look, you know connor or uh, duncan mcleod is like he thinks it's pretty funny
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like that he's having a fucking blast in this one isn't he <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah so I, I liked it because uh, Amanda and Fitzcan know how to kind of get Duncan into trouble. And that's uh, <laughs> all right. He knows how to get them into trouble back.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, because they like,
2: – okay. well, Amanda gets arrested immediately after this, right? And And I guess she – is about to leave because someone had bailed her out and guess who it is it's the fucking augur from hbo's rome and he's gonna cut her head off because he used to be an executioner which is a really cool detail to his character he's he was a great immortal even though he he was like in two scenes but he was a great immortal and uh you know so she she gives up Fitzcarn just like she did when he cheated at the beginning
0: yeah pretty
1: good (laughs) it all fucking ties ties together quite nicely by the end it's nice
2: yeah. What did you think of how this I, I think this episode, the problem with it is that you're going along at first, you're like, this is fucking stupid. But then you kind of get into it. And then and then it basically just ends, because at this point, both Fitzcairn and Amanda are in jail. And we see this weird scene that is just kind of shoved in there because of what happened in the actual story, where we see McCloud um, try to make a fake um, raw like stone of Scone for some reason because I guess he wants to keep the real one and return the fake one which is part of the actual story is that supposedly the one that they got returned was a fake one for some reason they thought that but it's not and so that gets shoved in here and then and then the part of the story where the stone is broken uh Connor just or uh, Duncan just breaks it on accident trying to move it and it's like okay but Luke how does he get him out of this trouble in in a, Literally, like, 13-second scene. Oh,
1: well, just conveniently, and for some reason we we don't know, but we can easily speculate, uh, Duncan MacLeod is bros with Winston Churchill. So we don't see Winston Churchill's face, but we see a, a high-back chair and an arm on the chair and, you know, a cigar and all that. Quite kind a of solid... Churchill impression. It's not that great, but it's fine. It, it does the job.
2: <laughs> it was the Doctor Claw impression. I call it because yeah, that's right. To like, trying to find somebody to look like him, so they got someone whose arm looked like
0: his.
1: <laughs> so he's, he's telling Churchill, like, look, let these guys go. Here's how you play it. All this kind of stuff. And and Winston Churchill's like, yeah, okay, I'll go along with that. And you're thinking, like, you and I were talking before we started recording, like, what did he do? Churchill was just like, yeah, all right, no problem. So you just know like maybe 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 they'll show it in a future episode, or maybe I just forgot it, but you know he must have done some badass shit in World War II or something.
2: Yeah, he had to have. I mean, and World War One and all the world wars, but like he's Scottish, so I guess this all's tied together though because of the stone of schoon, and because whoever sits on that, you know, Duncan has to follow whoever sits on that stone now that's in the in know. The golf course i don't know it's 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 kind of a weird ending though because basically we also learn that not only did <laughs> duncan <laughs> like go to have churchill take care of this but he also won money because there was like a reward for information leading to the recovery of the stone so he gets the stone back to him he gets some money and amanda's trying to take it off and fitzcairn's trying to take it off him and they're like let's have play around
0: the of golf and the winner gets the money you
1: <laughs> it's don't. almost like there was uh too much story for like the the 40 something minutes that this episode for. Right.
2: just ran out
1: <laughs> you know there was like a few pages that had to be cut it was like we don't have time for this like get out of here we've got commercials and shit
2: <laughs> what did you think of the like kind of extras like there was a lot of story page wipes and literal story page like they're like it opened and closed with a book they called this like a there was like a it was like you know stone of scone a highlander tale or something like that
1: i really loved all the the framing devices so you got this that that book kind of that that, uh, starts and finishes the the whole thing the only thing that kind of breaks that is like i mean you have to have the theme tune for every episode it is queen and it would be a crime to not use the queen theme because yeah. you know they're goats but might maybe something a bit uh sillier or more in tune with uh, that kind of book ending would have worked a little better for the episode i don't know just a little nitpick but fuck that well, whole
2: of they clean. did have that that super sort of <clears throat> goofy music the like you know whimsical uh classical music that they always play when somebody's goofing around they had that all over this episode so <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah.
1: this, the music in this sounded like something out of Puppet Master as well. So if anyone's seen Puppet <laughs> Master, you know the you're talking about. But no, it was it was, it was was cool. So uh, what I really liked was all the 1950s kind of news were real kind of like. Uh, yes. And all the, you know, trailer kind of things that they played, they were so well done and goofy. It's like just when you thought this episode hasn't gotten too far-fetched and silly Yeah, here we go. Here's all these kind of newsreels and stuff, but uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was very kind of fun, playful, a little experimental, too, so it was good.
2: Nobody got their head cut off, which is nice. That's rare. Usually somebody gets their head cut off in an episode of a Highlander, especially with some executioner guy running around, you know, but maybe there's another draft of this episode somewhere where it's like a, it's a horror episode, and that guy's a fucking badass, and you know Duncan has to kill him. <laughs> That's usually how it goes, you know.
1: That's right. They're they're either really evil, or they're they're like old friends of his, and they've turned bad or something.
2: They're scoundrels. Or, yeah.
1: Or they or they tried to fuck over Duncan like a hundred years ago, and now they're now they've finally found him. Like oh wow, took you a hundred years to five hundred yeah. years to find Duncan. Like what? Okay, but yeah, you know, but uh, that's alright.
2: What's Duncan's job? Go- is is he like is he a uh, anti dealer just like Connor McLeod? Yeah, family. Yeah,
1: business. he is. <laughs> he's he's pretty much he's pretty much Connor McLeod. Yeah, same business. Yeah, it's a family business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my
2: goodness. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it was good to see Amanda back. You know, we got the. Uh, silly, you know, scenes with her and Duncan flirting, which is always awesome. Love those, and uh, you know, I don't know. I really like this episode. It was fun to come back to Highlander. hadn't been there in a while, and I did learn that all of the seasons of Highlander, and I think even Highlander: The Raven or whatever the other show is with Amanda, those are all on Tubi for free right now. So.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I also have Prime, so uh, they're, they're on Aussie Prime. So. Sweet. Uh, any Aussies? I don't. I don't know about your prime. But yeah, we're weird with our what we have and what we, we, we don't have sometimes. My prime. Yeah. Um. You you do? I don't know. Nah.
2: <laughs> only, only when ring powers is on. You know. So oh, fair enough. I like I like fucking ring powers, man. I still people see people trashing rings powers all the time, and I'm like, man, what the fuck you want from a TV show? Oh.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't have any like huge mega stakes in the lore and shit of Lord of the Rings, so like I've seen the movies once, like they're good. I like them. You know, I'm not a huge fantasy guy, so uh, I don't know. I was entertained. That's it. That's the job of the show, and it succeeded. So
2: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm glad that you finally got to watch it. I mean, Will, this is. I mean, this is the big question. Will this bring you back to Highlander to pick up where you left off, Luke? You only got a couple seasons left, and you're right in the middle of one of the best seasons of Highlander. Just saying. Yeah. I, I think I might just
1: um, start season five again. You know, I probably have yeah. the first ten episodes on in the background because I've seen them before. And then um, from 11 onwards, I'll, yeah. Yeah, it has given me a bit of an itch to finish it off. It, it has. Thanks.
2: Good. Because that's, I mean, it gets really good towards the end, and very questionable. So I'm very interested to see. Some people love some of the things that happen. Some people really don't love them at all. So. <laughs> oh shit! All right. <laughs> I'm interested to see what you think about some of the crazy shit that goes on. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, tremendous show, and uh, you know, has everything to do with wrestling. So I'm glad that uh, folks, you know, people probably gonna get a lot of listeners to this episode. A little extra, extra ears. So, you know, thanks for joining us. <laughs> this is your first episode <laughs> of this music progressing podcast.
1: Yes. Yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in for the first time. <laughs> and uh, if it wasn't your first time, all uh, right, thanks, thanks again still. Yeah. The same. Yeah, thanks, thanks
2: for yeah. another year of uh listening to the show and putting yeah. up with our bullshit you know i mean i know you, you gotta wade through a lot of crap on the show to get to the good stuff but the good stuff is really good so it's worth it you
1: know yeah you know there's a couple people who listen to this show who are mega yo fans and they're just like that's the hardest part for them to stop some <laughs> all that stuff
2: hey leave us a who review please you know <laughs> about your yo your thoughts on yo leave it on iTunes. yeah
1: give us yo yo reviews on i on itunes uh we want to we want to no don't do that because you'll be like yo one star this guy sucks uh that would not be good for us uh but yeah anyway <laughs> and we have a teespring store as well uh, buy our shit they usually pimp that on, never else but there you go nice. are we nice should we are we done
2: i guess so what else do you want to talk about so. buddy
1: i don't know man i've I don't know it was that it was good. It's a nice cozy hour, and I want to go have another cup of coffee and stuff. So I might go do right. that and play some Vampire Survivors because I'm a totally the addicted is that? to that game. Never heard of it. Oh, dude, it, it, you can get it on your phone. It's, it's for free, but I got I got it on Game Pass. It's really easy to play. It's like ridiculously easy to play. It's, it's got it's like an eight eight bit kind of style to it, and what you are is you're one of a whole bunch of different characters you can unlock and choose and all that kind of stuff. It's all free, no, problem, no microtransactions, it's the full game. And you get all these different levels and stuff, but, and the runs for, for this, for this game, they're, they're all, they all last a maximum of 30 minutes. Then, they, then it's kind of game over and it, whatever you collect and all that kind of stuff builds to your next run and all that kind of stuff. But you're a little character with like one starting weapon and an increasing amount of enemies in terms of like number and difficulty just to start building and building to attack you. And when you kill them, they leave these little gems and you pick them up and you use them to level up your character and you, you just fucking balls to the wall, like magic and shit. It's crazy. It's simple. It, it shouldn't be as anywhere near as addictively good as it is. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. It's great.
2: Nice. Well, I like those eight-bit games. They're they're cute, you know.
1: But no shit, I would say it's like one of the best games I played the this year. So, uh,
2: wow, you know,
1: better than Fall
2: yeah. Guys.
1: Uh, well, I played a bit of that, but you know, that was that's pretty much a game that I'd put on so I could uh, listen to podcasts and stuff. And that's totally okay. been usurped by the absolute addiction I have to vampire okay. Survivor's.
0: Okay, so that's my I'll podcast game out. now
1: but even if that. you don't have a podcast on while, you, while you're playing it the music's awesome so there's that
2: okay that's wow. always nice you know well i'm playing fallout 4 again um nice. probably the three thousandth time i've played it but i've been playing a little bit here but i tell you what man i like get tired real easy now i don't know why i've been really tired these days like lately i've just been getting up early and doing a bunch of shit work-wise and so like i'll put it on and i'll be playing i'll be like this is really fun i'm bed now you know (laughs) it puts me to sleep like reading i
1: don't know why wow i've had that experience with games you're kind of like nodding off while the still in your hand yeah i think
2: that would be every game right now though because i'm just tired i'm glad the holidays are almost over plus i'm getting geared up for next week so i'm trying to get a bunch of shit done so uh yeah man i'm uh i'm fired up i got a lot of cool shit going on uh, 2022 was pretty cool it was uh better yep. than the two previous years so i'm hoping that that trend continues and uh especially for new japan and wrestle kingdom will be something that's special i'm uh I don't know, i'm expecting some crazy shit so am i man i can't even i i, I i'm not a, i'm
1: already i like like every year since i've become a new japan fan i over overlook new year's day and new year's eve because I'm just like, I don't care about that. Wednesday. Oh yeah, Jan 4. That's, that's, that's the day. That's the yeah. day for me. You know, that's the one, that's the day I want off. That's the, that's the, that's the show I want to see. Uh, New Year's Day, New Year's Day, oh, I give a fuck, I want to see the New Japan's. You know. And I'm 40, I don't really give a fuck about going to mega parties and shit anymore. Yeah, for sure. All right, so, uh, I don't know, in,
0: in Doki, we trust Yeah, that one. I'm that, like, yeah, D- Doki.
2: This is entitled "Saw to
0: Glory.
1: Bring it. Bring it on. Higher. Higher. Flyer. Buster. It's ready go. Mission. Go for broke. Soldier soul. This is brand new world. Jump around. Inside. Outside. Magic. Time bomb. high legacy, skill, 29, soar to glory.
0: Bring it, bring it on, soar to
1: glory.